Okay, so last week we started the Malach of Ma'amir. Ma'amir, as you mentioned, is the Malach of gathering. Gathering together things that grow. Generally, was referring to the sheaves of wheat that are gathered together. And we said that Ma'am really, from a technical standpoint, applies to a place that are growth, which is generally, let's say, the field or under a tree. And they've been gathered together either in piles or something similar to that, which is hard to imagine that will be relevant on Shabbos. We alluded yet last week that there is a potential second issue, even if it's not where it grew. That means it's in your house, as an example. If we're dealing with something which grows in the ground, fruits, vegetables, and you'd have a large amount of them, and they would spill through all over the kitchen floor. There's a fascinating shell in the postcard. Would there be an issue of ma'amar in that case? Now, technically, we said clearly last week, you need makam gadula, which is the place where it grew. If it's not in the place where it grew, it's in the house now, why would there be an issue of ma'amar? Suppose we say that really, as far as the technical ma'amar, there would not be necessarily ma'amar. But there very well may be uvda dechal. Now, uvda dechal is something I think we mentioned maybe in the past. Uvda dechal is a weekday activity, which is very difficult to define what's called weekday activity, which is also obviously many things you do during the week, right? We walk during the week and we talk during the week, we do that during the week. So the classic definition of the dachal is something which is classically, this action is something which is normally asr, the action is normally asr, and for some technicality, some technical reason why it's not relevant now. That's the classic of the dachal. We mentioned it perhaps in context of, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but one of the cases, a good example of this, is the person talk about brushing hair, as an example. So we, spoke, we spoke about it in the context of psikresha, of pulling out hair. There's a discussion in the postkin that even if it's not going to be a brush, which is initial pulling out hair, but should still be separate brush for Shabbos. Why? So this is over the dachal as well. That means the item itself is an item which is normally used for malach activity. This type of item, brushing hair is type of item which is normally used for malach activity. Now it's not, because it's a little bit softer and a little bit better, but the technical action is something normally done by weekday activity and therefore there's a requirement of doing something which clearly is different than during the week and the post can say over there in that context we're using a separate Shabbos brush even if it's not something which pulls out here but should be clearly different than it is doesn't look different necessarily but it's something you know is set aside for Shabbos so still, still should be yes, yeah, separate for Shabbos should be totally separate for Shabbos which is really set aside again because of the clear distinction and differentiation between Shabbos and weekday. So that's an example there. It's a little bit of a unique example. Correct. Correct. So it should be set aside particularly for Shabbos. Correct. Right. So here's a similar idea that the action is something which is potentially a ma'amr action. It happens not to apply because it's in your house. But once it's an action similar enough to during the week, during the week of a malacha or of ma'amr, the say that's going to be an issue. So, again, I can't say it's very common, but in this example, the person had a lot of apples, and the drawer flipped over, and now they're all over the floor. So to bring them back into a pile, the post can say is an issue of the dachal, of ma'amr. It's similar, doing the same action, gathering together fruits. Technically, it's not ma'amr because it's in, the, it's in the house. would be a similar issue. So what are you going to do? You can't leave them on the floor, necessarily. So there's two aspects and two ways which would be permissible. Number one is that it's only going to be an issue if it's spread far enough the person can't reach it from standing in one spot. That means if it's just a little bit spread and you can sit in one spot and put them all together, 
that's going to be okay. Because Ma'amar, by definition, was a real gathering. Gathering means they're spread enough and that needs to be gathered together. And therefore, if it wasn't really spread, there would not be Ma'amar. So that's one aspect, which may or may not be relevant, depending how far they're spread apart. And the other aspect is that you can do small things at a time. It means you don't have to necessarily go around the whole room and put them all together. You can just make a small pile, take a few from the right around you, make a pile out of that, and then move over, and then make another pile out of that, and then eventually, right, you'll just take them each pile by itself and put it back into the drawer, not making piles necessarily together as, as one. So as long as they're smaller and not just, just taking a few at a time and not necessarily gathering from the whole room, that'd be another way of doing it. So again, it's not, because it's very common, just it's interesting halacha that can apply as far as ma'amir, at least on the rabbinal level. Correct. Right. For toys, as an example, will not be an issue, or things of that. Right. Even, right, even uh, wooden toys that technically come from wood, but they have to be something which actually goes from the ground. So really it's only relevant to like fruits and vegetables, things of that nature, which I guess you could have it. You know, if a lot of them spill out, but if it wasn't something any different that didn't go from the ground, that'd be okay. Is there a number? There's a number in terms of how... If, if, I'm saying how many? Like, are we talking, like, if it's... I don't so, know, I have a bowl of, like, five apples. That's not, right. like, a Right, so there's only a few... I, I didn't see a clear number in, 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 as far as... It has to be something which is clearly making it to a, a, a large pile and seems like it's a large amount spread. It, it seems... Because the post clear a few at a time is okay. Right, like, right, five, so like right. It would seem like, just a few, like five apples right. would be fine, but if you have if you're a larger amount, it would be considered to be an issue, so... What are like, crazy? The whole thing spills. Yeah. Right. Generally, it would spill in one place. Right. Yeah, so that's okay. fine because that can reach it all in one place. Because right. if it would be right, spread all over, that's a good question. Spread all over. So that, that could be a classic right, over the whole issue. Right. And, to, and to even, right, even what? Right, right, <laughs> correct. And then sweeping them they're all over the floor and sweeping them together into a pile would be a. Yes, yeah, so you could right, take it a few at a time, like a small at a time. <laughs> right, right. Right. Okay. Okay. Next malacha is malacha of dash. Dash is a very practical malacha, as we'll see, even though the definition of dash is threshing, which most of us have never threshed in our lives. Right? The idea of threshing is the removal of the inside seed of the wheat from the husk. And that was generally done either by animals stepping on it, there was one of doing it, they, well, obviously through machinery as it is done today. And the concept of, of dash really is the removal of the edible part from the inside, from the, I'm sorry, from the outside, in this case, husk or similar to a peel, which is not edible. And the removal of that, taking it out, is the issue of dash. And that's the classic definition as far as the actual practical cases. We'll talk more about it in terms of a told of dash, which is a subcategory, which is schita. Schita is squeezing, and we're familiar with the idea of squeezing of fruits and squeezing of similar items. And schita is an actual told of dash. It's actually a subcategory of dash. Now, what's the connection between dash and schita? So really they're very similar in the fact that they're both removing the inside thing which you want from the outside, which you're not really interested in. When you have an orange which is squeezed, the juice is being removed from the outside orange, and you're taking it out as, in order to get the fruit, in order to get the juice from the inside. And therefore, the, the Gemara says it's a very similar concept, and dash is going to be under the category, uh, the subcategory of dash will be schita, and therefore squeezing fruits, or similar, 
will be an issue of dash. Now, I just want to clarify one point, a very important point, is that there is actually two types of schita in Hachashabbos. There's the schita of dash that we just referred to, and squeezing fruits to get out the juice. And there's a squeezing, which we're probably also familiar with, of squeezing out sponges and things of that nature. They're very, very different. They're actually both under very different malachos, and they're really also accomplishing the opposite concept. So I want to clarify this point. Over here, the dash, which leads to schita, is you want the inside. The inside is the juice, which you want to pull out from the fruit, and that's what you, that's what you want. That's the dash of schita. The other schita, which actually comes from a connection to malabin of which is to do with laundry and whitening, which I'll explain in a moment, there you want to get out the liquid. You don't want it. If you have a sponge and you squeeze this sponge out of its liquid, you don't want the liquid. You don't want to use the liquid. You want to get it out of the sponge that it's in, which is filling up with water. Now, again, that schita is connected to malabin. Malabin is literally whitening, which is when they used to take the material off the sheep, they would want to clean it, and part of the cleaning process is whitening it, which is soaking into water, using, using some sort of soap, rubbing it together, and then squeezing it out. And there are really three steps in the process of malabin. There's the washing step, putting it into water. There's the rubbing it together to clean it, and then squeezing it out at the end to get the dirt or dirty water out. Obviously, a washing machine has accomplished all those three steps. Right? They first soak, and then they rub it around, and then they spin it, which is similar to what we're doing in these three steps. And as we'll get to much later on in Elchel Shabbos, that's an independent malacha, malacha malabin, and squeezing things out, material, sponges, etc., is connected to that. You're squeezing out the water, which we don't want inside the sponge, we don't want inside the material, to get it out. You don't want it. And that's the schita of malabin. The schita we're going to discuss now is the opposite we do want the thing inside, which in this case is the juice, which you were trying to pull out of the actual fruit. And that's going to be Asr and Shabbos under the category of Dash. Now, the Gemara makes a very interesting distinction between which type of fruit we're actually squeezing. And the Gemara gives three levels. One level being Doraisa, one level being Dorabanan, and one level actually being totally permissible. The three levels are as follows. Gemara says that something, at least in the days of Chazal, which was primarily used for the sake of the liquid, for the juice, that's also the raisa. And the Gemara says in those days there was two examples of that, which are grapes and olives. Those are the two things that were primarily used for the liquid, grapes for wine, olives for oil. It's true they were eaten probably sometimes as well, but primarily used for the sake of the actual juice. And therefore... Gemara says that's the classic case of dash, which is asr doraisa, because the prim- primary use of the juice is for, of the, of the fruit is for the juice. Other fruits, which are also used for eating, and also used for liquid, used for both. Gemara says that's the rabbanan, also asr and rabbanan level. And the third level, the Gemara says something which is not at all squeezed for liquid, it's not normal at all, and this person happened to go do so. That case is actually Mutta, the Gemara says. The way it plays out practically, the post can say, is that you need something which is not at all normal to squeeze. And the way society developed today and the way things are used today is really nothing really falls into that third category. If you walk into these natural food stores and these juice stores, right, they'll squeeze anything and everything. 
and you can probably buy most of the things bottled and uh, just common to everything to be squeezed. So as far as practically being something which is mutter to squeeze on Shabbos, there actually is nothing because we, we assume that everything is, if it's being squeezed, it's normal to squeeze. If it was done, being done, probably being done somewhere, and therefore some are common, and therefore we assume that everything is going to be at least drabanan, and grapes and olives will be the rice. Yeah. Something that like almost impossible to do without machines. Such as? Carrots. Right, so apples, so I'm so I, I don't know. Right, so, right, so, right, so what would the question be if you wanted to do it? So you never have to worry that you accidentally got some juice out. But you're saying if, if you cut it? Yeah. Okay, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss exactly the juice that comes out of it. It's true, there's probably very little likelihood of anything coming out. If it does, we'll see what would happen with it. But you're right. So practically, you couldn't really squeeze it because you need something electric or you need some sort of... Right, right. But it's still not uncommon to squeeze. But it's, so it's still... Yeah, right, it's correct. It's still going to be awesome to squeeze it if you... Ma- it means you practically probably couldn't do it on Shabbos because you couldn't physically do it. Uh-huh. So, but if it was some way of doing it, it would be, it would be awesome to do because it is squeezed. Apples is very... is commonly done. Apples is commonly um, used as a... Uh, certainly apple juice. So... I just want to discuss this. It's a very in, um, important distinction between the fruits which are also deraisa, which are grapes and olives, that you cannot squeeze them on a Torah level, and the squeeze the other fruits which are only on the Rabbanan level. Practically, they're both aser, and one cannot squeeze any fruits on Shabbos, but there are three major distinctions between fruits which are deraisa and fruits which are Rabbanan. I want to go through what those distinctions are and how they play out in a practical way. Number one, and this is probably the most relevant distinction, is can a person squeeze lemon, which is probably the most common thing that people do squeeze in the kitchen, into a salad, into onto a fish, onto anything of that which is used with lemon juice. So you can use obviously fresh lemon juice, which is perhaps better. And if someone wants to do that on Shabbos, is there any permissibility of doing so? So the Shekhanarx is a very interesting point, is that when it's only dealing with something which is meaning everything besides grapes and olives, you can squeeze it as long as the squeezing is going straight into a food, which is called that it's a, it's a mashka, it's, it's, it's a liquid, but it's going straight into ochash, going straight into food itself. So for example, the example we just gave of lemon being squeezed into salad or onto fish, there it's not being squeezed as a liquid, to be used as a liquid, to be gathered as a liquid, it's going straight into food. Now, why does that make a difference? So the Shekharach says a very interesting thing, based on a Gemara, that when you squeeze something, it never actually gets the status of a liquid. Why not? Because it's going straight into food. It's never really stopped and became a liquid, and then afterwards used a liquid for either drinking or something else. But it went straight into food itself. The Gemara says it never takes on the, the status of a liquid, and we, call, we look at it still as something which is the food, is still part of the food itself. So it's fascinating because it went from the food, which is in this case the lemon, and it went into another food, which in this case is the salad. But since it never stopped and, as a liquid, that's okay. Now what's the rationale behind that? So the idea behind it is as follows. Really, again, all the rabbanans are always a fence around the rice. The rice is grapes and olives, that's what's us to the squeeze. When it's going to be similar enough to what's us to the rice, the Rabbanan came along and said that's also going to be forbidden on Shabbos. For similar enough, enough means that it went from a salad into a liquid. 
That's the classic case of where dash was used as chita. Solid into liquid. So it goes from a, from a grape and becomes wine. That's the case of with asar on a Torah level. If you don't do that, you never actually turned it into a liquid, but it kept, categorically at least, being considered a solid, that's different enough than it was done in the way of the malacha, and therefore that's permissible. So, lachatchila, a person's allowed to squeeze an item, which is only us or drabana, which again, everything besides grapes and olives, if it's going straight into a food, which would be simply a salad, fish, which of these things are commonly done with lemons, I think is probably the most common thing it's done with, and that's going to be totally permissible on Shabbos. There's a, another fascinating discussion in the postkim. How about lemon into tea? So if it's going to the tea itself, for sure that's asr. To squeeze a lemon into tea, why? Because it's going from a salad into a liquid. So even though you don't necessarily see the liquid independently, but it's going straight into a liquid. And that's going to be asr and Shabbos to squeeze a lemon into tea. The Mishabruis recommends or suggests that if you want to do the squeezing of your lemon into tea, the following solution. He says, squeeze it into sugar. So take, a, take some sugar, either a cube or take or, or some sugar, squeeze some lemon into it. The lemon will actually not, will just absorb into the sugar and never actually take on the category, status of a liquid. And then you can take the sugar and dump it into the tea. Which is interesting because it just was a two-step process. You eventually ultimately got it into the liquid but since it was not directly into the liquid, but went into the sugar first, Mishibur says that's okay. As, a, as an aside, there are those who disagree and say that no, since your intention is to go straight into the liquid, it's an issue. But practical Allah, we hold that's okay. A person can squeeze a lemon into sugar and then put it into tea. Similarly, if you took a lemon, this is probably a more common way of doing it, and just dropped it into tea, which or into water, for that matter, right? The, which is, gives some flavor into the water or flavor into the tea. That's also for sure 100% okay. I'm not squeezing at all. It's true. By sitting in there, some of it will, either gravity will pull it out or just be, by, be pulled out into the, into the water or into the tea. But since it wasn't squeezed at all, it just came out by itself that's going to be okay. So a person can just take a lemon, use a lemon slice, and put it into a cup of water, even though it's going to give flavor to the water, it's going to go into the water since it wasn't squeezed at all, it just was, was, came out into the water, that's going to be okay. So that's the first distinction between doraisa fruits, which are grapes and olives, and dorabana, which means a grape and an olive, even if it was going to be squeezed into a salad, into a food, would not be permissible. A person cannot squeeze olives into a salad, or grapes into a salad, whatever it may be, that's going to be an issue. But if it's something which is going to go straight into the, straight into the food, and we're dealing with something that's not grapes and olives, but something which is permissible because it's only a dura butter fruit, that's going to be okay, and that's 100% permissible. So that's one major distinction between a derisa and dura butter. Are you planning on going also to the... Okay, it's fine. I, I feel bad. I know that. that okay, so I know another five minutes, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll we'll stop a little bit early. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. We'll stop we'll another five minutes. I feel. Okay. So that's the first distinction between um, grapes and olives and other other fruits. Grapes and olives can go into food, and the other things can. Number one. Number two, and this really is is a build off of the one we just mentioned, is that liquid that came out by itself 
can that liquid be used on Shabbos? Can you use the liquid on Shabbos? Now, one example we just gave was the lemon. You put it into the water. You put it into the tea. You're using the, you're using the liquid. It came out on Shabbos. It wasn't squeezed, but it did come out on Shabbos. So that's going to be permissible as long as you didn't squeeze it. It just came out by itself, as opposed to, again, grapes and olives. Grapes and olives, if you have liquid that came out from grapes and olives on Shabbos, you cannot use the liquid on Shabbos. Again, for the same reason that in a Daraisa, when we're dealing with something which is forbidden according to the Torah, we are more stringent. And therefore, Chazal were concerned, the Rabbanu were concerned, if you use the liquid which came out by itself, you might think, oh, I can use the liquid, I can also squeeze it itself. So grapes and olives, if the liquid came out, even by itself, cannot be used. It's not such a common thing that would happen. It might happen if you have a salad and you cut a lot of grapes and there's a lot of grape liquid there and that was the liquid that was sitting on bottom and you wanted to either use that into the salad itself, you wanted to dump into the salad, or, okay, that would be a good example. I right? cutting a bunch of grapes up and there was some grape liquid now that was sitting on the bottom of the plate and you want to dump the, plate, the grapes in. You say, oh, once I'm putting the grapes in, I'll put the liquid in as well. That's awesome. It's also to use that grape liquid even though it wasn't squeezed. It was just came out as a result of cutting open the grapes. It came out just uh, by the fact that it was cut. Olives would be harder to find an example where olives juice you wanted to use, but any other liquid which came out by itself, which wasn't squeezed out, but just came out, that liquid can be used on Shabbos. So you have watermelon cutting open, you have some watermelon juice, and you want to again put it into a fruit salad, which goes along with the fruit, or any other liquid which you have came out as a result of cutting open a fruit or vegetable that can be used on Shabbos. You can just dump it into the salad, you can have whatever it's going to use it for. Being that it wasn't intentionally squeezed, it came out just as a, as a result of, of cutting it open. It's going to, some will drip out, that's an inevitable result of it coming out. Not squeezing it, just coming out. It can be used, we're not concerned that you might come to next time and think, oh, if I used it last time, I can now squeeze it itself. Being its own drabanan. If the grapes are like roasted or if the olives are like they're not fresh, does that make a difference? Is in terms of the liquid? Yeah. Why? I'm saying the I'm liquid. Saying, like, would, olives would, would, we don't use fresh, right? Like the olives that come in jars and cans are some, right? Some right. Like to make them soft. So if I right. cut the olive at that point, is that like the olive juice or? Is That's it a good question. Like, is that maybe just pickling juice? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Like I cut it in a cutting board and then I knock it off into it. Right. Like, Never so. thought about that. What what that liquid is. Right, like also, if we roast grapes, so like they release the liquid. Right. So what? Well, well, but. But it's like a, right, like right. a steaming roasting. Like, I don't so know. imagine whatever liquid is left is probably still from the grape. Where, um, else, is, where else is it from? I, I don't know. I guess oil. I don't know. Right. So I hear a little more because they're maybe coming totally from the. Oh, the right, for the pickle, it's, it's probably it's water. Right. And they probably put pickling juice in the water, pickling spices in the water, and then just put it in there. Yeah, if the majority was, was not olive. I mean, we don't really right, probably, don't know. Right, probably wouldn't know. Right. Probably, I, it's, it sounds correct that probably most of it would not be if it was in a pickled type of situation. Right. I would imagine that probably it's most of it's water and very, very little of it is, is olive, olive juice. juice. Right. Right. Where would you get uh, olive juice from if you had, I guess, right. A fresh olive. Fresh like, olive. Yeah, I don't know, I've never... Right. Right, I guess most olives we get are... Um, yeah, it's an excellent point. It's a point I never thought about that. I never thought much about olive juice in the first place of using it, but if you'd want to use it, right. I would, I'm uh, like, yeah. practice, like, I have a salad where I use grapes. And, like, if I and then, well, then you, put the, you put the juice in? Um, well, not anymore. 
Um, right. But right. I guess my question is like, there are like you can't roast grapes, and then right. they would release the liquid. But totally. Totally what? Totally release the liquid when you're roasting them. Um, I guess it depends how long you roast them. Right. Like, right. Right. So, I mean, it's really only relevant to use those roasted grapes is fine. Right. I guess question the question is, is, like, can I pour from the pan straight in? Right. Or do I have to, like, pick out... So, the first, did it come out on Shabbos? It was done before Shabbos. Um, well, yeah, I'm not roasting on Shabbos. Right. I'm saying, no, when, um, when the liquid came out. When you put it into the pan, was liquid was there? The liquid just oozes out as it sits yeah, in the pan? Yeah, like, when you roast anything, like, the pan, like, there is a little moisture in the pan. Right. Right. It had to have come out on Shabbos to be an issue. Uh-huh. So like a roasted grape is going to be roasted before Shabbos, so then that's and, fine. And the liquid probably came out I mean, then. I guess if it sits at some Especially point, if it like, sits, it right. To, like, I don't know. Right. If, if it and sits and... The fridge right, and exactly. Fridge, like, it does so, more liquid. Right. So if, if, the, if a decent amount of liquid came out on Shabbos, that, that's what I the issue would be. Right. To. Correct. Okay. That, that's a case. Okay, interesting. I never thought much about a practical case. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's good. It's a practical <laughs> okay. case. Thank the, you. the actual grape liquid, which came out potentially on Shabbos, and especially if there's a fair amount that you have come out on Shabbos, yeah, that, that liquid right. I mean, depending on how long it sits. Okay. Right. Correct. It can't so be a nice amount of juice. Right. But, right. Yeah, that's an interesting you. case. Um, and similar to olives, if the olives would be, again, dealing with olive juice. Right. As opposed to something we're sitting in. It's right. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's our, our second distinction is the liquid that came out by itself which wasn't squeezed. So in grapes and olives is an issue. Other fruits is, is okay, which is, again, the example of the lemons, et cetera, et cetera, over that, that example. You obviously couldn't intentionally squeeze it, but if it came out by itself, that would be okay. okay so maybe we'll stop here. We'll see, we'll see the next two, the other um, difference in the next week, and there's another point also as far as dash. And then we will move on. These are Hashem.